Hello, and welcome to the Everything Publishing Podcast, brought to you by Self-Publishing Services, the industry leader in author services and independent publishing. Today, you're here with me, Danica Winters, and I am a Publishers Weekly, Nielsen Bookscan, Walmart, Amazon, and Kobo bestselling author of over 20 novels. In addition to writing for divisions within HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, and Macmillan, I am also a successful hybrid author. I'm the owner and business director of Self-Publishing Services, a business I'm extremely proud of. And I have to say, my greatest source of pride is our outstanding customer service and the desire to be, first and foremost, our author's advocates. If you have any questions, comments, or requests after listening to this podcast, please contact our company at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com or find us on social media at sp underscore services or you can find me at Danica Winters. Hello, and thanks for joining us on the Everything Publishing Podcast. You're here with Melanie Callahan, the Marketing Director for Self-Publishing Services, and... Danica Winters, the Business Director for Self-Publishing Services. And today we want to talk to you about something that has been around for a long time in the, in the publishing industry and that we think of as not only a fun project for authors, but also a really useful tool in a lot of ways. And that is the anthology. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to look at anthologies and you can even go into serializations of, of novels and um, novellas and short stories. So there's, there's tons of options under this little umbrella that we call anthologies. So what, what we're going to specifically talk about today, hopefully we kind of get off track sometimes, but um, is just um, anthologies where we're taking from 6,000 to 35,000 words. Um, per author um, does depends on the number of authors. So, and, and putting them and packaging and then them into one little book or big book. Um, and, for and, right. And how they're useful both in terms of um, marketing and in terms of just networking and, and getting your um, name, name out, out there and maybe some how to's or some things to think about if you're looking at putting together your own anthology, because anybody can do it. Uh, <laughs> that sounded like a little kid's book like anybody can it's like anybody everybody poops I'm, okay that was everybody terrible. puts anthologies oh, out <laughs> <laughs> okay so i have we always try to start these things with anecdotes we don't always but we're trying we're trying to start a brand with this um so when I was a starting author one of my best projects was actually an anthology um, it was a Christmas one. It was for a publishing house that I was actually working for as their marketing director. We ended up selling, what was it, like $45,000 worth of this book in three days. Whoa. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then my boss was like, instead of being like, hey, good job, team, because like it was my idea. I packaged it. I did the whole thing. And she was like, how can we do it again? And I'm like, I appreciate <laughs> your, your um, hunger to repeat this, but how about a good job? An a girl. Maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me. But anyhow, um, so that led to me leaving my job, by the way, and starting this company. But so everything worked out great. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was as it's meant to be. 
<laughs> I guess I'm just too needy. Um, anyhow, <laughs> um, but since then, I've seen anthologies grow and grow and grow, and I've seen some really tank, and I've seen some fail. But I haven't done one since Mel and and Claire and I did one. What was it like three years ago? It's been a while. Four years meaningless now, but it's got to be. It's been a while, and it was more of like, hey, we were trying to run a new program and we we're trying to run some things. So it was like a tester book. So it was right. totally like a, Hey, let's throw this out. There. Anyhow. So I kind of got away. From, it was a fun project. Um, so we've kind of gotten away from anthologies myself just because I've been really busy. Um, but here's COVID and here is staying home. And I'm like, okay, I miss people. Like I legit miss talking to, and Mel and I were just talking about this, like talking to other nerds who write books. <laughs> and so I was on Instagram the other day and I, my daughter had drawn this picture of, I think it was like a piece of watermelon and she's been listening to like all the top pop and we've been doing dance parties and like the whole thing. It's super cute. Um, but she mm. hashtag watermelon sugar and hashtag summer vibes, you know? And so I thought, Oh, that is so cute. And so I took a picture of it. Um, because she's way more artistic than I am. Took a picture <laughs> on Instagram and I was like, Oh, this is so cute. Like my daughter is the bomb kind of a thing and mom alert. Right. <laughs> but I had yeah. it with summer vibes and I hashtag it with watermelon sugar, which, you know, from the song and I get a message like that night and from another, some, from one of my regular followers and she's also an author and she's like, Hey, do you care if I use watermelon sugar as my um, short story title. And she's kind of a new author. And I was like, well, I don't care, but here's the deal. It's not mine. Like it, it comes from a song, like my daughter loves. And so we kind of had this conversation and I said, but you know, what would be really cool is if we took summer vibes and made an anthology about it. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but this is how my scrap brain works. I'm basically scrap from the page and like, I'm all over the place, but I'm very effective. Yeah. It makes me different than scrap. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> which is why I can't stay on topic with this stuff, but I get a thousand things in the day. Um, so anyhow, she and I were talking and, and she's like, I really like this idea. And I'm like, well, let's, let's run with it. Let's do something for COVID relief funds. And then, well, what's legitimate in COVID relief funds. So we kind of like revamped that. And, um, we ended up talking to some other authors and all of a sudden, this little tiny idea, this little Instagram post that my daughter about chalk that my daughter drew a picture of, right? Like totally crazy has become something really, really cool that I'm super proud of. So now we have, I think 12 or 15 authors, several of which are our New York times bestsellers, which aren't awesome. the ones that aren't our USA today. The ones that aren't our Amazon bestsellers. It's crazy. Um, and then we have a few new authors that we sprinkled in there that we are mentoring that we want to bring up. So we each kind of got to select people we wanted to work with. It was really, really cool. Nice. Oh yeah. And cause like we have this, that's the best part I think about romance writers is we are philanthropists at heart. Like we want to bring yes. people. We are not, we can be competitive, but we're typically not like, we're typically very much like sisterhood. Like let's go empowering other women. I think it comes from being the uh, most denigrated genre. Oh, totally. I would absolutely <laughs> back that up. I have a good story, but I will not left brain and scrat all over you right there. Okay. Yes, yeah, I will. Back to anthology. No, yes, I will. I have to tell you this story because it just happened to me okay. this week. Yay. Um, my brother and I are not super close, 
but we hung out for the 4th of July and uh, (laughs) it was the first time I'd seen him in a few years. And he's like, I really don't know anything about you other than you write porn. I I was just floored first of all, because he really must not know me because I, yeah um all I could do was laugh because he like had like this look on his face like I was like on Pornhub and I was like that is not (laughs) but um cool thanks um I (laughs) yeah it was crazy and but that is the reaction I get from a lot of people when I tell them I'm a romance author here's the deal though I really write like lifetime movies and if you call that porn, then you need to go to Pornhub. <laughs> you need a, a, a better education. Yeah, but just the crazy talk that happens. Anyhow, so back to the anthology off of that little caveat. That was just, it made me laugh. Like, I'm not mad at all. I think it's hilarious. But back to anthology. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, from this, this initial Instagram message and the sisterhood that we were talking about we ended up I Jerry Russell is a really good friend of mine and she has hooked me up in the past and had helped me out when I was a brand new author and so I just have a really soft spot for Jerry Russell in my heart um and she ended up coming into this project through the new author that w- had Instagram me because that's her mentor and I was like oh my god that's crazy because I just love her to death and yeah so Jerry Russell and I are heading this project Um, and so we delegated jobs to people that are in this anthology. And one of the ladies, um, Mila McGuire, she, I was like, Hey, can you please, um, go peek at different, um, organizations that we can support that kind of align with what we're trying to do here and, and raising women up and like taking care of people that are, are having or experiencing major issues because of the pandemic and because of Black Lives Matter and let's let's raise women up. And she came across a really cool organization, and that one's called Washington Women in Need, WWIN.org. Um, and because all of these authors that we're working with are basically in the Pacific Northwest or have lived in the Pacific Northwest. So we're like, let's do some something kind of campy. Let's do this right here. Let's so WWIN, Washington Women in Need. Um, has given 6,500 grants to women um, up to this point. I'd like to see our book take it up to 7,500. That's my goal. Um, But all the money we're going to raise goes to this charity from this anthology. So WWIN is a really, really cool program that um, gives grants to women who are in need. Um, So a lot of these ladies are single moms who, um, I think, what did they say? The 55% of the people that receive the grants, women that receive the grants are the first women and people in their family to go to college. Um, In Washington state right now, well, this is before the pandemic even, there were a half a million women living in poverty. That means that they were making less than $30,000 a year and many of which are single moms. So, which is insane. I know. I can't, I can't imagine living in Seattle on $30,000 a year or around Seattle area. I mean, just, you couldn't do it. I mean, you'd be living in a box. So that would be terrible. And, and so anyhow, our whole goal with this anthology is to raise money and awareness of women who are trying to get ahead, who are trying to go back to school, who are trying to get empowered, just like we've been lucky enough to do in our own lives. So 
I want to give back. They want to give back. Um, and, and that's something that we're all really so very proud of. And I'm, I'm so glad that this has all worked out the way it's supposed to work out. And, and I totally believe in fate because of moments like this, like, I, you know, it started from a little watermelon drawing, you know, how crazy, how crazy. And so, but that's the reality of, of our world too, and, and living on social media and doing organic posts and networking and talking to people. And we talk about this a lot in our, our podcasts, but being flexible in this world and of, of being an author, being a writer, like you have to be a doer. So, yes. and a, and a collaborator. I think that where we're going to see things go is going to be more and more focused on this idea of collaboration and of helping lift each other up and helping, you know, bring along other authors. And I think anthologies, that's one of the beauty, um, the beautiful things about them is that you've got such a mix of voices in your anthology and well and I love it for the readers too because then like right you can kind of get the flavor and the hear the voices of each of these different authors and kind of it's like a sampler like here like you get oh yeah who you like and who would you read more of um right it's like the best flight of wine you've ever had (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly and it's so much fun and readers love them and you know, I, I'm, I just, well, I can't say enough positive about an anthology, but. Right. And from a marketing perspective, that's what I always say too, that's really nice about um, being a writer is that you're not competing, you know, just because a reader likes your work doesn't mean they're not going to like, you know, they're not going to have to choose between you oh, yeah. and a writer who does something similar. They're going to be ecstatic that they found somebody else that they can love as much as you. Exactly. And so, and, and the thing about you readers know, and especially romance readers is they're voracious, voracious yes. readers. And, and so like some of my favorite people are people that have either brought me good music, good food or good books. Mm. Those are my favorite people in the world. Yes. Yeah, because it doesn't. And this is funny. We were kind of talking about this, but like the other day, but um, people don't remember what you say. It's how you make them feel. And that is absolutely true. Like if you give somebody a good book, they're going to be like, you're the best person in the world. Like I love your face right now. Right. Right. The, the relationship, the bonding that you can do with somebody over, Hey, I brought you this book. It's one of my favorites. I think you'll really like it too. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and in an anthology, then you have that unique fun position of being an author who's giving your readers that gift. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm part of this. I think you're really going to love these other authors. It just, it goes a long way towards cementing you as this resource for them. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> there's a few guidelines that I, I want to talk about. If, if you're an author that is talking to someone about getting into an anthology or a group project, um, number one rule is always, always, always get a contract in place. Put time limitations oh, yeah. on your contracts, put expectations, excuse me, inside of your contract, put um, all your monetary stuff inside of a contract. Like for us, it was kind of easy. Well, I wasn't heading the contract. I handed the boilerplate off to Jerry who gave it to a lawyer, but (laughs) yeah, that's how that worked. Lawyers are your friends. Lawyers are your friends. But, um, what ours was easy in the fact that we knew we weren't going to divide the money. So like whatever royalties come in, like it's, I'm never going to see it. And I'm, I don't want to, like, I just, I want to know what we give in the end to WWIN. But aside from that, like that's not what this is about. Um, but there are, 
anthologies where you get into them and you're like, okay, well now we have to divide X between five authors. And that's where things get a little hairy and people get upset. And so um, you want to avoid that as much as humanly possible. Um, And that's why we're having clearly defined expectations and royalty payments and um, dates that you're going to make royalty payments and who's going to publish the book and under whose name and how are we all going to have access? Like there's, those are all very legitimate questions. And so sometimes that's where you want to call in either a, a middle level publisher or have somebody that has a little bit of background like us into handling that for you because it can be gnarly. Um, yeah, it, it could be even, yeah, definitely worth considering outsourcing the touchier parts of those things just so that you're not trying yeah, to yeah. manage <laughs> um, So back to like contracts, there's, there's so many facets within the contracts. If you are going to lead a project like that, that you need to take into consideration, um, you can kind of look at stuff online, you might be able to find a little bit of a boilerplate on there, but make sure you're working with an author that has done it before or that has experience or has seen one of these contracts because there's things you don't think about like, oh, force majeures, you know, like the pandemic. Well, how did that affect everybody, you know, and can the book be published before? Can, can it be actively available? Like if somebody has a short story or a novella, can it be for sale on Amazon and in compete? And, and competing with the anthology. Well, those are all questions you need to address before you join into that endeavor, whatever it is. And um, luckily we just were kind of, we're like 6,000 words really short, let's go. You know, we just want like a voice sampler and everybody was on board, but it, it isn't always that easy. So be careful. Right. The other is like who would, well, who would create the cover, who has say in what's on yes. the cover. Because people, what are you going to do for marketing? Yeah. And you want to make sure you put a good cohesive team together because you don't want people that are like, I don't want a black dog on the cover. You know what I mean? Like we have people that are flexible within this because I mean, have your team leaders and, or a team leader, let them make those decisions and fly with it. Like, don't be a diva. (laughs) Right, right. The point is not for you to shine as an individual. The point is to offer something exactly, that are gonna and that picking a team that showcases. understands the market yeah. too. And and um, yes, because Jerry and I had to have a conversation. And she's awesome. I love her to death. I can't say that enough. Um, but I was like, hey, you know what? I, this is what I see working on Amazon right now. This is the competing titles that we're going to go against. Like this is their covers. This is the most successful cover. Let's do this. And then we can have these type of hashtags and this is how we can market it. And she's like, oh my God, you're a genius. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. I, I couldn't get out of my car. <laughs> There's your ad girl. <laughs> I know. I know. But I'm like, I can't get out of the car. I'm buckled in. I, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost on the way to my mother-in-law's right. house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, it's. Yeah, I'm not proud. <laughs> you know what? Our moments of genius are right next to our moments of sheer stupidity. It just happens that way. <laughs> oh, so this is a, a, probably a little bit too much information on, on our little podcast, but I have to tell you because I just was dealing with it right before we sat down. So I um, cleaned my oven. I was like, wife of the year right here. Woohoo! <laughs> right? Like it's an annual oven cleaning crowd. (laughs) But while I was cleaning it, like 
two days ago, I, I did the automatic cleaner. It was, it was like, I touched a button. Okay. So like, but very <laughs> proud of myself, but I opened the windows and I did, I was like, yes, my husband's going to be so proud. So not that he cares, but I opened the oven today and it is covered in white snow. And I was like, oh my God, what? Cause I've cleaned the oven decade before and I don't recall it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, when it's been- I had left the silicone edging pieces <gasps> on grates oh. and they had burned and somehow there was so there was like toxic <laughs> I think I killed my oven today guys like, I think I killed it I don't know but I'm not I know oh, that's amazing <laughs> I'm so back to she thought I was genius Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh this is so bad oh i'm sorry, sorry but I, somebody has to laugh at it if it cost me an oven whatever um <laughs> it was time for a new oven anyway right oh i don't think so no no <laughs> but i guess i'm getting one <laughs> so, oh, that oh, is... back to anthologies maybe we need people take the silicone off once in a while you know like okay (laughs) idiot don't get ahead of yourself but anyhow so that's where you want to have those really great teams that back each other up and and do good things and um and even if you're not if you could go gosh you know Danica Mel you're totally right this is crazy why would I want to get involved in an anthology where we have to worry about royalties and all of the things stop back you know don't stop doing philanthropic efforts for authors and for women or for men or for whatever group you're you're involved with or you have passion for um so one of the things i've done since the very beginning of of um my breakout career into writing is i've always done a charity for every series of books i do so my first um big philanthropic effort i partnered with kohl's the, the department store, they were awesome. Um, and we ended up raising quite a bit of money for the YWCA, which is um, a group for domestic violence here in Montana. And it, it was, and for, what is it? Um, gender diversity and racial bias and like dealing with, with um, subjugation basically. And, and, but I was very, very proud of that. And um so then the next series I did equine therapy for kids. Um, and then the last one I did uh, Gallatin dive team. And unfortunately that was for a conference and the conference got canceled. So that really sucked. But next year we're going to pick another really great charity to give money to and with that event. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many opportunities. If you, I, I think that if you're in a position where you're doing good things and you're out in the world, you should be giving back to people in need, period. Oh, yeah. Well, and and this is such a powerful way, you know, especially when you're, it's a group effort and you can collaboratively. Yeah, and I mean. Such an impact. That's really awesome. What amazing group of women. Kat Martin's involved. Pam Binder's involved. Jerry Russell's involved. Um, Nicole Severin is there. Katie Lee. I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry if I've missed anybody because, um, there's a, such a tremendous list of authors here. Delia, Delia Rose is Dahlia Rose is on there. Um, yeah. I mean, just a tremendous, tremendous li- list of authors that are willing to give back that are willing to give their time because it, it, the reality of this world is that 
I don't advocate and no one advocates that you ever give your writing away for free. And that's, that's something we talk about in our podcasts. Like you don't go and create content for, for pay sites for free. Like that's just, that's crazy. Um, but this is one of those things where we're donating our time. We're donating our work. We're donating little bits of ourselves because every story we create is a part of our heart. Um, and, and hopefully it, it turns out to be a positive. I'm sure it will, but yeah. I'm so excited. when, when is this dropping? When is it going to release? So it's going to be out August 4th. Um, okay. and as soon as you start making money, it'll, it'll start going to WWIN. Oh, another aspect of this, I got to tell you about, I'm I just, I'm like, yay. So for my short story, I, on Instagram again, I saw this, this, um, musician playing and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, I'm kind of a nerd. Like that is really neat. And one of my friend, Carrie Lindell, she worked with a musician to do like a soundtrack for her book, like a, for her, um, it's like a cowboy series. I can't remember the name. Sorry, Carrie Lynn. Um, anyhow. <laughs> They're great books. She's a wonderful writer, but I can't remember the name of it. So anyhow, it's one of the rodeo. Series it's one of the rodeo series. Okay. Anyhow. So she so. did, she worked with a um, country singer who did to did an album and I was like, that was really cool. So my story is about a musician. So I hit this guy up and I was like, Hey, do you want to write a store or a song for my story? And here's what we're doing with it. And he goes, hell yeah, girl. Like, I will totally do that. <laughs> so he ended up writing a song about the character that I wrote that will be used in the story. I can't get, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm very, very excited about it. Um, so like the lyrics themselves, yeah, he, you get to use. Oh yeah. The rights yeah. He, he gave me the rights to this, these lyrics. And then he is awesome. recording the song to be used for promotion so his time and I'm like how perfect I mean it it was like again like it was kind of like faded like everything kind of clicked together and is just really cohesive and all the boxes so I'm super excited and uh, again thank you thank you um Nick Morgan is his name steel and strings on Instagram super cool dude doing great things so yeah And I think that's a really interesting thing, probably for another podcast, is to talk about kind of the multimedia and the opportunities that we have in the indie publishing world to really explore some of that cross collaboration between art genres, you know, with mixed media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I. I've heard, so one of our authors that we work with regularly puts together a playlist for each of her books. And so at the front of her book, there's a playlist in in the front of it. And I'm like, you know, you can really go so many directions with this and you can, it's from a purely marketing slash mercenary standpoint, it's yet another way to connect with your, with your readership, right? Because you might draw somebody in just by mentioning a song that they love and that's how they discover you. So it it gives you a greater way to spread your wings, but it's also just more fun for the readers that way. Well, and it's more fun for your author too. Like, come on, like who doesn't love to go and nerd and be like, Hey, here's what my character is doing. Like it, it, right. It's so much fun. Like I just love this. These are the moments that I just love being an author period. Like, right. I'm glad we're giving back and I'm glad we're doing all the things. And I like all of the things are, are bigger than myself. Like I feel like I'm contributing to society in a different way other than just entertaining them with my story. Like that's great doing that. That's always been my goal, but I want something more. Right. 
And I'm sorry, I always go back to the marketing angle on this because that's where I, I look. And I and just like what's so powerful to me about uh, an anthology and the mixed media kind of thing is that you're crossing over your audiences. So you've got Jerry Russell's readers, you've got Kat Martin's readers, you've got Danica Winter's readers, um, all of these readers who may have some exposure, but now suddenly each of you has access to the other people's audience, which really drastically builds your own yeah. platform, as yeah. well as everybody who's participating, it builds their platforms too. And then the same thing goes with this musician, you know, his listeners, his followers on Instagram are introduced to you and your readers are introduced to him. And it's just like this concept of the rising tide that lifts all boats. Right? Uh, that's like exactly every- what I said the other day when I was yeah. about this. I'm like, this is a rising tide. Like it can be used to everyone's benefit. And, um, and Nick's especially because he's just a, a kind of a new singer. And I was like, yeah, but he, it's just, again, it is so cool and it's different than what you can do in traditional. So I've tried to pitch ideas to traditional presses or, or my publishers and they're like, yeah, how do you sell it? You know, like, well, this is how we sell it. And they're like, yeah, legal says no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the thing is that there's so many hurdles to jump through. And I know that there are traditionally published anthologies that are out there. I have some on my bookshelves and that's how I got introduced to some of my favorite authors, but they do seem to be a little less um, prevalent, I would say on the traditional side. And I think it is because you've got to navigate a lot more legal loopholes on that end you're working with publishing houses you're working you know and potentially different publishing houses you're working with and subsidiary rights and it's just overwhelming yeah and and then you act right and you can't really add in that mixed media level with them that's not yes because they are just too much yeah they are very much in the box and that's their business model Mm -hmm. um and they don't have that flexibility because they have stockholders and I get all of that. Right. Like, I totally understand. And that's kind of one of those benefits of, of self-publishing. Like, you can take advantage of the of the things that traditional media is not doing. Be smart. Yeah, you can be way more nimble and way more... Yeah, and... and too. So, I, you know, I got to talk about this. This isn't one of our projects with self-publishing services, but I just love it so much. Um, is David Goggins, You Can't Hurt Me, his novel. Um he actually, um, I don't know if you guys have read this book. It's cat, hashtag can't hurt me, but hashtag us too. Cause we want that hashtag SPS, uh, I guess at SP underscore services. Um, but with that book, he was in a podcast for a long time with this other guy. And, and so on the audible side of things, what they ended up doing is running it like a podcast. So he would read a chapter and then they would have like a conversation like this right now. And it it was such a cool audio book to listen to because it wasn't just like, and then there I was reaching out. Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I like audio books, but it was just totally a different mixed media avenue. I think that's partially why that book did so well because David Goggins is just a great public speaker and yeah you know and he just kind of checked all those boxes again and it made it and like a it's how long has it been on the New York Times like months months now yeah I mean he's just it was very smart uh, very smart marketing very smart packaging and surprisingly nimble for what they were doing and and whoever was behind that 
And that's actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I actually have a client, an SPS client that I'm working with right now who has just released a Western sci-fi dystopian with a hint of romance. And it is a truly amazing kind of fascinating book. And so she herself, like the author herself is a singer songwriter. She is a visual artist. She is you know, um, she's got all of these credentials and things in her background. And, and she, and for her, all the traditional, just from what you just said, she'd never written. No, no, no. Her, her category is really, um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, they would have ripped the guts out of her book. I'm afraid because it would have been like, well, in order to fit into a category, you have to take this out and do this instead. Yeah. And her book is, is just wonderful. Um, but she is looking at, and she and I have talked about how to put together a podcast slash serial audio book. Yeah. Um, and put that in production. And so to do something different, instead of just putting out a straight audio book. Yeah, to kind of put follow out, that David Goggins method. Yeah, put out more of the in serial format through a podcast platform and how to monetize that because that's also part of it. You know, the podcast might be out there for free, but then there are some extras that she could put out on Patreon and just thinking in terms of how can we take this piece of content and um make it make it fit yeah oh yeah different media you know and and that's the beauty too I think of indie publishing is that you can do a lot with that it just depends on where your comfort level is um and and I kind of look at anthologies and say that's the start like yeah you've got this collaborative group effort and from there you can just really well it's kind of great to have that many hands on board too because like like I said I'm I'm a cooking girl. Like I'm busy all the time, which is how I like it, but there's no way I could do this by myself. There's no way I could even be a team leader by myself. I would, and I, and I know that. So I, I (laughs) undersell and I over deliver is what I try to do. So I like, (laughs) I know I can't get things done on Tuesday. So Jerry, Hey, can you get this done on Tuesday? And she kind of comes in and is like, yeah, let's, let's do it that day. And she makes it happen. But, um, that's what's amazing about having a good team and, and picking the right people once again, for whatever, whatever business venture you're doing, if it's anthologies or if it's um, collaborative um, working as co-authors or collaborating on a project or ghostwriting even can be a big bugger um, if you are not a, a cohesive team. So, you know, there's, there's so many things and so many facets to this, but if you guys have any questions, if you want to ask me how it went, if you need the name of the WWIN, if you want to give to them, if you want to read the book, if you want to pre-order, whatever. Um, if you want to pitch an anthology. Yeah, totally. I mean, whatever you guys want, why don't you hit us up on social media? Um, we have a team there that kind of handles it for us. So, if you want to talk to one of yep. directly, you can always go at Danica Winters. Um, you can reach us at our website, selfpublishingservices.com. We have lots of forms on there that you can fill out and submit to us. We're pretty fast at responding to that. Um, yeah, find us wherever you can. We, we love to talk books. We love to talk ideas. We're always looking for new and innovative ways to help our authors. So Yeah, yeah. And, and you might get genius or you might get 
replacing an oven. I'm just gonna, no, I'm just kidding. You're gonna try, we're going to try to bring genius to you all the time. <laughs> we try. There are days, though. There are days. <laughs> Thanks for visiting. No, this has been awesome. I always love making podcasts with you. Guys, I can't wait to hear from you guys um, about what you think and, and get your feedback on anthologies. And if you like them, if you like to read them, if you like to write them, whatever, man, hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking more about these in the month to come. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, otherwise, keep writing. And thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to reach out to self-publishing services at gmail.com. Or find us on any of the social media platforms at SP underscore services or contact Danica Winters at Danica Winters on social media. We look forward to hearing from you and we look forward to bringing you many more episodes all about everything publishing.